0: When two worlds combine, it sparks into existence a brand new life of clarity and cosmic insight. This is the truest form of alchemy. Join Becky Gregory and Hellas Pugh on Cosmic Insight. Only on Real Revolution Radio X. Hello, Cosmic Explorers. This is Rebecca Gregory here
1: with Cosmic Insight. Welcome you here to another show. And I'm going to bring on my fabulous host that co-creates this with me.
2: And I'm Hillis Pugh. And welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Cosmic Insight, where we expand your mind. And today, we have the great honor and privilege of bringing on with us an author, scientist, or humanitarian, a person of all worldliness. Carl-Johan Kalema has a PhD in physical biology from the University of Stockholm, following which he was a senior researcher at the School of Public Health at the University of Washington in Seattle, focusing especially on identifying toxic substances in the human environment. After leaving his academic career, he has spent the past 25 years developing an understanding of the meaning of the Mayan calendar and as a part of his quest he has lectured in 25 countries written seven books which have been translated into 14 different languages. He has also filmed the first interview with Don Alejandro Hochla, head of the Council of Elders in Guatemala available to an audience in the Western world. His current focus is on the application of the microcosm quantum theory and all all of its encompassing theory of evolution emanating from the studies. He has also presented at the theory of a place of psychedelics in human evolution and why they have the effects that they do. Carl, it is a pleasure and honor to reconnect with you and to have you on Cosmic Insight today. Welcome.
3: Thank you, Helis. It's good to be with you again.
1: I think you need... Carl, I think you need... Oh, there you are.
3: (laughs) Yeah, okay. Good to be with you again, Helis. Yes, it's, it's such a pleasure
2: to connect with you and to really explore even deeper about the quantum energy, the quantum theories, and to really see what's next for humanity. And I know that you wanted to really discuss today about the nature of consciousness and the future of humanity. So in your mind, what is the true nature of consciousness?
3: Yeah, (laughs) so, to begin with, that is a, a, a topic that is widely discussed today. I, I mean, the the simple uh, definition of consciousness, I would say, is simply the subjective experience, uh, uh, and the aware the, what gives rise to an awareness of whatever goes on out, outside of your yourself. Um, now, for a long time, that whole concept, that that whole uh, phenomenon of consciousness was something that was considered outside of the uh, domain of, of science. It was looked upon um, as a non-physical phenomenon that really couldn't quite be explained. Now, what has happened in the, I would say the 10 or 20 last years, um, is that it still has come back, and uh, it's now a heated uh, topic of of debate. Uh, What is it, and where does it come from, and uh, how does it influence our our perception of reality? And uh, basically, there are two different schools of thought here. Um, there is one school of thought, which is basically the school of thought of established science of uh, mainstream science, which basically says that consciousness is a product of the evolution of matter. Uh, in, in other words, that the, the, there's been an evolution of biological species giving rise to more and more complex brains. And at one point, when these uh, uh, brains become complex enough, they also become conscious so that there is sort of somebody inside there that that, uh, uh, observes reality. Uh, Then there is the other school, uh, and it includes uh, 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 some scientists. It certainly includes old Vedic thought, a lot of religious thought and and spiritual thought, according to which it is actually that that consciousness is something fundamental. It's something that exists prior to to anything else and looks upon all evolution, in a material sense, whether it's an evolution of the biological bodies or if it's the evolution of the human mind or, or any of these kind of things. They, it looks upon that as secondary phenomenon driven by consciousness evolution. And so in this worldview, the, the, the consciousness is the primary factor that drives all evolution. And I adhere to that uh, view myself. The thing is though that, mm, The problem with that view, that consciousness is primary, is that it's been very hard to find any kind of uh, verifying evidence that indicates that this is really the case. And so it's been more like philosophies of uh, 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 speculative philosophies and and, uh, so forth, and and, uh, um, rather than something that can be uh, evidenced in, in in a hard uh, way and, and so this is the this is the issue and uh, there are two sides and I think I have provided a lot of evidence myself uh, to indicate that uh, consciousness is actually a fundamental thing and maybe the whole evolution of the universe is just about... This uh, this uh, uh, coming into existence of, of conscious beings. I love that explanation,
2: and you definitely sparked a few questions in mind. But I know Rebecca has a few, so Rebecca, go ahead.
1: Oh no, I just um, you know, kind of getting in my. I guess I'll go right into my question I had. You know, talking about the consciousness and the levels that we're raising right now, and I was reading your book, The Quantum Sign of. Um, what uh, of psychedelics and, you know, talking about the ninth wave in the penal gland and where we are and where we are moving, our consciousness is moving into that into that field now. It, something came across when I was reading about the penal gland um, was that, do you feel like the penal gland might actually kind of like be like a seed um, moving us into that consciousness as kind of like the plants and the genomes of the plants, how they're all connected in the underground system, how we are moving into that consciousness of being all connected and that the penile gland can be that connection to the cosmos on that macro level.
3: Yeah, I do. I, I do think that the penile gland is sort of a um, in a sense, almost like an antenna that uh, downloads uh, uh, cosmic uh, information. Um, I I look upon the penile gland essentially as the center of the mind and you know, uh, and I'm also basically sharing the old view of the French uh, philosopher uh, uh, Rene Descartes, who would say that the pineal gland is the meeting point of soul and and body. Exactly. Um, I I would say that um, there is, you know, suppose that w- one of the things I'm I'm uh, believing and and have sustained in in different evidence is that the mind is not produced by our brain the mind is something that we download from the cosmic center mm-hmm. and uh, but then you know if that is true there must be some kind of an organ in the brain that put because the, there is a geometry to the mind mm-hmm. and there must be some kind of a place some kind of a point that uh, places the mind in exactly the right place in the brain in order for it to organize the brain in such a way that uh, that, that we, we function, uh, our thinking is it becomes coherent and so forth. But I, yes, I, I look upon it then as you know in the same sense it's, it's like a chain of relays that goes from the the pineal gland, to the center of the earth, to the center of the the heliosphere, the center of the sun, then to the center of the galaxy, and then finally up until the center of the universe, what what some people would talk about as the central sun. And um, so I I think it's a connecting point, Uh, but it's a critical connecting point because it it really connects then our, our brains with our minds. Got
1: it, thank you for that information. Uh, it totally makes sense to me in, the, in that. So it's almost what you're kind of saying, it's almost like the anchor point in, yeah. in the cosmos of our, of our own beingness, our own physical part connecting to the spirit or soul or that evolutionary part of us. Yeah. Great, yeah,
2: thank you for and, that. Yeah, and you know what it kind of sparks in my mind is that when you first mentioned about the little person, in the brain <laughs> and and it, it, it brought to my attention, like could the loaded person in the brain be the pineal gland? Could it be this uh, seed, this mechanism, this organ or organism that's organizing our thoughts, organizing our energy, organizing and directing us in, in this uh, grand universe of ours? So, the little person in the brain, uh you referring to the pineal gland or is there something much more?
3: Um, I couldn't hear your last uh, sentence there. there. I heard until your, your last sentence. Could you repeat the question? Just this, uh, sure. So is the
2: pineal gland the little person in the brain or is it something more?
3: Oh, something more. Um, well... Uh, I, I think it's a mostly it's an anchoring point. And uh, uh, but that anchoring point of the mind is so important because based on that anchoring point, uh, we will divide, segments of our brains into the left and the right hemisphere and to the frontal lobes and the the parietal lobes and these different uh, compartments of, of the brain have different functions and they interact with each other other and all all that whole uh, phenomenon is what creates our uh, uh, thinking and our perception of the world and how we create and and so forth. All of that is dependent on this particular uh, uh, compartmentalization of the brain into left, right, front, back, and, and many other compartments as well. And now, if the, the, if, the, um, if the pineal gland is the center of that compartmentalization, then it means that it, it's, it will have very, very versatile functions and, and mean a, a lot of, of different uh, things. Yeah,
2: I'm just thinking because as you're saying this and how it's referencing and connecting to the galaxy and the universe that we're living in, you know, and and what comes to my mind readily is the Fibonacci uh, sequence or the Fibonacci uh, design and how it overlays to the brain. And so if you think of it in reference to our galaxy, for those who are watching, just visualize the galaxy and how is this spiral and how that spiral energy and in the center of that spiral energy is us, is uh, our solar system or close to the center as you can get (laughs) to our solar system to us. And so when you put that and you have the overlay of the Fibonacci over the brain, it's it's the exact same uh, shape and sequence And so when you say how important that is and how it regulates and how it disseminates and information, what is the, the versatility? What are, what's the unlimited potential in your thoughts and in your research and in your theory of this little seed in our mind?
3: yeah the potential you know i one of the things that um yeah the, the, the this what you're bringing up leads to many different uh, uh avenues you might say to, to pursue uh um, as i mentioned you know it's it, it, the, the pineal gland is really like an anchoring point for a certain kind of geometry and that geometry, is partly, it's just the separation in hemispheres and so forth. But then uh, almost certainly the, the, the human mind also as part of its geometry has the, the Fibonacci numbers or, or actually more the golden mean, the golden ratio that, that's, uh, uh, that's part of, of the, uh, I would say of the cosmic mind. Uh, the, the golden ratio is a part of the uh, of the cosmic mind. It's part of organizing uh, uh, reality in in, in many um, different ways. And uh, um, but then there there is also the. Uh, you know, when I mentioned this mind as being downloaded from the cosmos, it, it is, uh, that is, has different forms. Um, the, and, and I go back essentially to the Mayan calendar, uh, which is a, a kind of a, the only, I should say, quantum uh, calendar of our planet. Uh, And the first one, of course, but also the only one that looks upon evolution as being created by nine different quantum states, nine different geometries of of the mind, you might say. And uh, uh, the the result of that, that it's not just one uh, uh, geometry that has always dominated the human beings. Uh, There there was one particular geometry that was downloaded 5,100 years ago when when the so-called sixth wave of the Mayan calendar was activated. And that created civilization. And it had a particular structure. Uh, It was the first time then that... Uh, the, uh, uh, a geometry, a perpendicular geometry was downloaded into the uh, human. Brain. And it, according to the Maya who talked about this in, in quite some detail, it was a shift taking place in the cosmic center. But then that was also transposed to the uh, human environment of our particular planet. So we are one of the many planets everywhere that have been uh, downloaded that geometry. And th- that download had had has had enormous consequences and one of the most obvious things i would say is that uh, the it it was the first time then that straight and perpendicular lines were downloaded and what what happened as a result of that was that for the first time people started to build pyramids And pyramids is not only in Egypt, even though those are the most majestic ones, but also in Sumeria, in uh, in Mongolia, in Peru, and and, uh, several other different locations at this particular point in time. And it illustrates that once people downloaded a mind with this kind of geometry, they started to project it onto the world outside of them. And uh, that meant that they built pyramids, they built c- cities, they organized time and space. So they started to use calendars. They started to to uh, um, uh, write and uh, uh, many other things. And this was a, Consequence of a particular new quantum state, a new geometry of the mind that they projected onto the world. And then that is, however, not the only uh, uh, such quantum state or state of consciousness, you might say, because. It's been since the beginning of time, there's been a sequential activation of different uh, geometries of different quantum states. And as people have downloaded them, their perception of the world has changed and they have also then changed their creativity and um, so it's a, it's, it's a bigger picture. Uh, it's it's uh, uh, wh- where it has to be included that throughout its existence, the, the mind of humanity has not been the same. There's been one, one, uh, one state of consciousness was uh, uh, activated about 100,000 years ago. And that wasn 't structured, but it was gave people some kind of a spirituality. Uh, people started to create art uh, you start to find uh, uh, cave paintings uh, and, and and certain other things and but the people then in the First, up until five thousand years ago, they were completely different from what they became in five thousand years ago when the new structured mind was downloaded. And then there are all these, all of these levels, all of these different quantum states that each one uh, um, deserves a, a detailed. Uh, detailed study and and, uh, um, explanation. Um, But I I think that is, um, if we want to understand evolution and understand the evolution of consciousness in particular, and how that drives all aspects of of human life, uh, Uh, then, you know, an important starting point is to recognize that it has like a pyramidal structure, it's it's like nine levels of creation, Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, depending on when a certain human being has been living, uh, he or she has been been dominated by a particular geometry or particular uh, uh, quantum state, and has has her philosophies and uh, uh, ways understanding their existence have changed with these different levels. Yeah, that's a lot, (laughs) that's a
2: process.
1: So Carl, we're in the ninth wave now, correct?
3: Well, we're in all of the waves.
1: All the waves simultaneously?
3: Yes, they're all running in parallel. Okay. What? But what you might say since 2011, uh, they they're all running in a parallel. And before that year, the ninth wave wasn't accessible. Uh, it became the last one became accessible in in 2011. The ninth wave. Okay. So it's not like the ninth wave replaces the others. It's, it's more like a pyramidal structure where it stands upon all the others. And uh, yes, but but yes, that that is a significant influence on, on, on our life that particular wave.
1: And that influence right now that's coming in with the ninth wave as we move through all these other waves that we've been conformed by our belief systems around the ninth ninth wave is more into unity consciousness correct so we're in that parallel right now of moving in those two different not two i'm not saying you know all the different waves but moving more into that ninth wave consciousness if we choose to
3: exactly for that yes exactly and um, but to some extent i think first of all it requires an intention to do so mm-hmm. And and also you know once you have the intention, it, it's really not something that just sort of automatically uh, um, you, you're just taken over by a new wave. You'll have to cultivate it, and and you have to seek it. I I, I would say. Um, and uh, uh, the, uh, but it, these changes, you know, they these waves they're activated at certain points in time. Mm -hmm. They, in principle, become uh, accessible at certain points in time. But then, not everyone will go along with it. It's just a potential, just a possibility, so to speak. So, you know, if we go back to 5,000 years ago, which is a good example because we have some historical knowledge of, of the rise of civilizations, then, Uh, Yes, in certain locations in the world, in the Indus Valley, in Egypt, in in Sumer, uh, where there was already big populations uh, having developed agriculture, uh, when they downloaded this new structured mind, they just went ahead and built cities and pyramids and all that kind of stuff but most of the world uh, did not you know there was there are no pyramids in northern siberia because it's just too there was just too few people there to create a civilization and and they did not have the agricultural basis and so forth so there is some kind of an interaction there even if even if people built pyramids 5,000 years ago, both in Peru and in in Mongolia, completely independently, they got the idea of building pyramids completely independently of the Egyptians or the the Sumerians. Um, uh, This doesn't mean that it happened everywhere. And uh, it, so it's taken a long time for civilization, for instance, to spread across the world. And, uh, uh, um, but it, it also comes, I think, with, with some kind of an insight uh, uh, um, that uh, um, in, in certain ways life became better with the civilizations. It's not that simple because what came with civilization was also a lot of uh, oppression, uh, a lot of duality, uh, uh, like when people get dominated by a yin yang polarity of a light darkness, they will tend to project that onto the world. Mm -hmm. And so they will say some people are good That's the ones I see through the light. Some people are bad. That's the ones that I see through through the darkness. And as this is a mind that comes from the cosmic center, they they think this is the way things are. Mm -hmm. So when you study civilization for the past 5,000 years, you will find a tremendous amount of inequality, racism, suppression of women, Uh, and slavery and what have you, because really these kind of social relationships depend on projections of the human beings and everybody basically have shared them. So it's not to say that civilization is good uh, or something like that on the other <laughs> hand yes there are good aspects of it people started to create science good art and etc uh, etc cetera, et cetera. And, and certainly over time life became more comfortable based on all of these technical advances that came out of a structured mind um, and uh, um, so, Yeah, I should come back to where you started that uh, about the ninth wave that it became, you know, a wave becomes accessible, but then it will take a long time uh, or maybe a long time. I don't know, but uh, historically speaking, it has taken some time before it becomes widespread. And part of it is people seeing that there could be some kind of a value for themselves in uh, developing a lifestyle or practices that will help them uh, uh, access and assimilate this new state of of mind. In the case of- collecting crystals. (laughs) Galactic crystals, you said? They're like collecting crystals. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, that's really what it is. And uh, Anyway, at the current time, the the ninth wave is really something that is about uh, accessing uh, uh, directly from the divine source, uh, a shared uh, uh, mind. So it's not really about the individual having an, in, an an interest in it in in the way that most that we we have learned to live our lives And that makes it a little bit of a challenge. It certainly is something that is of the, the, to have that kind of a shared unity uh, state of consciousness that is accessed from the divine source. It certainly is something of great value to the planet, to our unity, to the big scale of things. But it's not just something that we will uh, just automatically get to by our own individual desires or, 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 or so forth. So it will take an intention, uh, maybe even a commitment to do so. And uh, um, it, it will take a time, I would say, because as we said, you know, the other waves are, are, are still running in parallel. They're, they're still there. Uh, many people are completely immersed in these kind of still dualist uh, thinking uh, inequality and all, all these kind of things. Whereas a minority maybe is finding its way and s- uh, recognizing that this will not work. Uh, and it's, uh, we will have to access the, the, the wave and the state of consciousness that uh, is unified, that unifies us. And uh, uh, yeah. Right. So, so,
2: so just for clarification, for those who are watching, who have not read any of your books before. So what you're saying here, a oh, wave, that runs parallel to another wave, uh, these dimensional energies that we can have access to, to assist us in the evolution of self, the mind, the body, and our soul in essence, correct? Yes, yeah. And so my question to you is that, I know that we are in the ninth wave now where we can access this, this unity, this allness energy, but is there anything beyond the ninth wave? Is there gonna be a 10th or 11th or 12th wave of energies coming in?
3: Yes, I've, I've had that question several times before. Uh, I don't think so, uh, because at the po- current point in time, unity must be the highest level, I would say. So I wouldn't, any kind of state of consciousness that would tend to separate us um, would not be constructive, I, I would say. And when I say, I would say, then I'm trying to put myself in the, in the mind of whoever created this universe. Yeah. Uh, and, and so but I'm just trying to do that. And of course that's a limited um, a, a aspect. So that's part of why I don't believe it. there is more than nine waves. The second thing is the number nine itself and how mm-hmm in the land of the Maya, uh, which is a special uh, uh, ancient tradition, you might say, that they would build their pyramids predominantly, or at least the significant uh, um, pyramids that they would build were built in nine levels. And they were built in such a way that it, you know, it, you could climb them. And the climbing then was a way of, Uh, enacting the evolution of the universe, if you like. You were just following the number of quantum leaps that the universe has uh, uh, gone through. And and that's just nine. And this nine is also something that you find in many many other different traditions and and as as being a a number of completion. And, uh, And just take the example of our own decimal system. The highest single-digit number is nine. Mm-hmm. That's probably not an accident. And then you move to ten, and then you have two digits, and then it goes up to nineteen and twenty, and so forth. So I, I think I think there is only nine. Uh, but then I also think that uh, uh, the ninth wave uh, can lead you very deeply, uh, very far ahead, and. Uh, um, there, I don't think there will be uh, a running out of the uh, uh, evolution potential. Uh, I, I think it has the potential for that. Beautiful. It Thank is, you for you sharing cool. that
2: information. Thank you.
1: Yeah, and the, and the energy of that, you know, um, when getting his... Um, my mind just went blank for a second I even, even to you <laughs> um, I, from reading your book earlier today and now this i'm just like an i'm in I'm download overload right now yeah, okay, okay. <laughs>
3: okay.
0: <laughs>
1: moving into the ninth that you know in the energy i guess you could say is that as the ninth dimension the mind calendar is set up in waves so within that are there, there are different dates that as it moves on? Because I know they use tones, correct? And vibrational as their measurements in their calendar. Is that correct? Uh,
3: could you repeat the question? If there are measurements? Yeah, they, I mean, yes, there is definitely date. I
1: guess what I'm getting at. As we go through the evol- evolution of moving into yeah. this ninth wave,s you know, parallels in the parallel worlds of all the other waves, uh, yeah. is yeah. is the calendar matched up with certain dates or things as the wave of the calendar moves through in connection to the different tones they have and the signals that they have on their calendar anything like for the future that you feel that's coming up in the calendar. I guess that's what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. The wave of the calendar itself.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Um, and, and that's really the, the reason I think I, as a scientist, have uh, focused in on the Maya. Uh, I mean, you can you can study um, ancient philosophies from all kinds of cultures all over the world. Uh, you know, a lot of people today would still uh, base themselves on, on the uh, Indian tradition in the Vedic tradition and so forth. But there is something special that that makes the Maya special, at least for me. Uh, and that's the fact that they developed calendars and calendars means numbers and numbers means science in the modern sense of the world Word. And so if you have numbers and then you can match those numbers or actually dates, numbered dates, so to speak, and you can match those numbers with the the kind of changes that you see in the evolution of of the universe, then then you actually have something that can be tested by science and uh, does it match? does these shift points in the calendar, in the waves, which are numbers then really, does that match what we know happened from our study of history and biological evolution and and so forth? And I would ascertain that there is massive evidence. It's just that people have not paid attention to it, but uh, there is massive evidence that there there is a, 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 a match between these numbers, between these shift points in, in time, and the, the what we know happened in 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 history. Um, so, and that's that's that is to me what makes the Maya unique, uh, because you know if you read say the Vedic scriptures and uh, you know, they would talk about um, divinities and uh, uh, the the consciousness as primary and so forth. But it just stays as philosophy because there are no numbers in there and you cannot test it, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Does this really match things or is it just a philosophy? The Maya in that sense, it, it's a special people that creates a, a bridge for ourselves for, as modern humans with the ancient philosophies.
1: And that's amazing. They were able to create that calendar so far back in time that is still um, relating to today's time and ha- everything that's happened in the world. So it's, it's fascinating to me that, yeah. that, that following it.
2: Yeah. It is. Yeah, I, I love that, too, because, you know, you have what people will call ancient wisdom and how we are able to access it and apply it to today's time. And speaking of applying that knowledge to today's time, what future or how do you see humanity evolving and growing in these times? Because, you know, we just had you know, this really big cosmic event. And there's going to be oh, a lot more cosmic event in the coming uh, months and years ahead. But what does having the most recent one signal to you about the future of humanity?
3: Yeah. So um, the the analysis of of the future is is complicated by the fact that there are uh, several different waves running in parallel. And uh, 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 meaning that the the kind of effects that they have will be different depending on what wave you're you're looking at. And uh, uh, so uh, whatever happens in the future is really a product of the, interference pattern of all these different waves. And uh, uh, that makes it uh, more uh, difficult. Um, And there's so many different uh, aspects of of this. The way I would approach is uh, really then is to go through a couple of these different waves by, by themselves and see what does this wave indicate is going to happen? And what do the other waves indicate is going to happen? And when it comes to the sixth wave, which is the one that created civilization, it is now going down into what you might talk about as a dark age, mm-hmm. uh, It's uh, uh, which does have a lot of negative aspects to it. Uh, previously in history, humanity pandemics have come in dark ages, just as an example. It's also that the dark ages are not the ones that are, have the most forward movement that creates the most new thinking or, or, or anything like that. But it also means and and uh, 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 the, the fact that the the sixth wave, as I mentioned earlier was the wave that created duality, inequality and suppression and dominance and all these kind of things. Now if that goes to, uh, in into a dark age, it means that that, dominance that separation also goes out and uh, um, it, you know the, this is a this is a 400 year long process the sixth wave and uh, uh, it, it, I think we you know th- th- we we're coming to a time when the Western dominance is coming to an end because in the previous, peak in this wave it was the west that came to dominate the world and now where that is turning into a valley in the wave and that western dominance is uh, is coming to an end and i think that's pretty easy to see in 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 many ways. Uh, uh, not the least the fact that you know this pandemic has has disproportionately um, negatively affected the western hemisphere much more than the eastern. Um, but so there is, but any kind of sh- sh- change in these waves will usually have both a negative and a, and a positive side. And, and it does depend on what, what is it that you want to go by, so to speak. And so in this case, I would say, when it comes to the sixth, sixth wave, we are losing some of the, Forward movement of civilization, and on the other hand, maybe that's a good thing. You know, maybe it is this relentless forward movement of civilization that has destroyed so much of the earth and and has uh, uh, that has in the long term, of course, threatens the survival of of the human uh, species. Uh, similarly, with the seventh wave. Uh, it's been uh i don't know if i should go into that but uh, <laughs> because it, 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 yeah it's all this you know there's there's almost the, the question how much can people grasp in 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 this kind of a, a talk that we're we're having and i shouldn't overload uh people uh, but on the other hand you know just going back to the ninth wave um, it's not a dualist wave. Uh, it, it's really something that comes on top of all the evolution that humanity has gone through up until this point. And that holds a new potential that didn't exist before 2011. And that potential is again one of a, a, a unified uh, state of consciousness. And what that means, I mean, if you think about it, if you think about uh, the state of consciousness as a filter, and that the filter is to us like the f- the water is to the fish, mm-hmm. then uh, as long as people are dominated by these filters, they, they will think this is a reality, you know? And, and if they're living in a dualist reality with a... Uh, separation between yin and yang dominating their mind, then they will project that. And in social relationships, it will re- result in dominance, but it's also will result in an in, uh, dominance versus nature, uh, the suppression of, 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 of nature. And so only if this shifts, do I think there will really be a, a potential for letting the the earth, the, 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 the plants or the animals uh, come come back? Uh, th- this kind of a consciousness is not one that is, is uh, uh, supportive of the uh, 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 dominance, either of others or of nature. And so, the, the, this dominance that comes from the sixth wave, then the civilizational wave, it's uh, um, uh, it, it, it's in a sense then it's being deactivated, and uh, uh, that I believe is also a a, a great hope uh, for uh, humanity. And uh, but I, uh, as I also said before. Uh, th- these states of consciousness need to be cultivated. They need to be intended, and that's the first step. You know, is the first step is for everyone to ask themselves: Do they want that kind of perception of reality as non-dualist? Um, and uh, uh, to the extent that that is at hand, uh, uh, and people choose such a path, um, then. Uh, then there is a, you know, there there is a path to he- creating heaven on earth, because ultimately what we create comes out of our states of consciousness. That's the way I look upon it, anyway.
1: I have a question that came to me. It's it's bringing in the virus. That's that's among us right now, Uh, you feel that the virus is brought to us as that, what you were talking about, the consciousness and the duality, because there are those that want to destroy the the virus. And I believe there's those that want to become allies and knowing how to move forward as part of our DNA and upgrading us to the next level of evolution. What are your thoughts around that in the virus and the duality of it, where we are as a consciousness around it and where you, like what you feel about yeah well
3: Well, um you know overall uh it's kind of strange because if you look at medical science in general uh since uh, i would say 1940 or something like that it it became recognized that Psychological factors, or you might even say spiritual factors, but psychological factors like stress and and uh, others uh, such, such factors would have a could have a, a big uh, influence on how human diseases, how severe they would would get, um, and so. Uh, uh, since, since about a hundred years then uh, th- there is a realization that mind and body are connected and uh, that uh, it's an interchange between the two and uh, now this is uh, you know you, you, that's the whole basis of what some people would call spiritual healing that you know you can you can heal. By, by removing some kind of psychological factors and, and so forth through various kinds of processes that I, I'm not an expert on. But I do know that that's a, that's a common uh, thing. There's a lot of people that make their living on on, on doing these kind of uh, things. Now, what is strange though or curious when it comes to this virus and the pandemic is that suddenly even this is all known that there is a psychological factor to the onset of, of diseases. So, uh, suddenly, nobody considers the, the fact that there that might be an existential, non-physical uh, uh, background to people succumbing to this particular virus in, uh, in the world. Um, and so, mm, the, so, Part of the reason you know I, I just tr- uh, mentioned uh, uh, the fact that the, the the western dominance of the world is now going down and part of that I think is is create some kind of an uh, existential dilemma or upset in in people in the West which would probably include all of us and uh, uh, w- which is then if, if you look at the world there's like there's like a hundred times more deaths per capita in the US compared to China. Mm -hmm. And yet it started in China and you will find the Eastern hemisphere much, much relieved, not not totally, but basically by a comparison. And I think then that has to do with these overall shifts in consciousness that uh, makes people more susceptible in the West. And uh, what I also loosely talked about the fact that on one level, and, and I should emphasize, it's just on one level that we're entering what you might talk about as a dark age, that ha- that is a little bit of an invitation for, uh it it produce a terrain in the human body for the germs to act on so to speak so i I don't think we should look upon it as uh, the the the, uh the effects of this pandemic or or virus i don't think we should look upon it as just a sort of a physical factor causing it. it we should Those that want to understand its background would also include uh, a bigger picture of what is happening on the level of consciousness.
1: Beautiful. That totally makes sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it does. And it actually brought to mind um, how, you know, not just the virus, but how everything in our life is brought to our attention and our consciousness in the energetic field in a way that really uh, resonates with whatever thought we are having, whether it's a fear-based thought or a love-based thought, yeah, and everything in between. And so, you know, you being a scientist and researcher of uh, quantum energy and quantum theories, is there like any science really now to back any of this up? You know, and how our energy and how our body responds to our thoughts and consciousness.
3: Okay. Um, well, I I wouldn't be feel that I would be qualified to quite go into that. <laughs> uh, uh, it's um, uh, yeah. Let me just say that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it, you're, what you're proposing may very well be exactly right. I suspect also there's a lot of people working on it, uh, on 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 the sidelines of science. But um, it, it's I, I I should just refrain from entering something I don't know anything about.
2: Well, I, I guess it, in 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 essence, yeah, mm-hmm. the, it does exist. It does happen, but there's uh yet to be enough factual data if
3: you
2: know to to really say you know to give more of a a depth of an answer
3: exactly yeah (laughs) that's part of my scientific nature you know if, if there's not data i will try to (laughs) <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> well, well, maybe you can have one of your, your buddies in that
2: field reach out to us. because I mean, we want to see the data because you know, us being energy practitioners, we know on an energetic level that this, you know, our consciousness affects what we do and manifest in physical ways and, and yes. how we attract certain experiences. Through our consciousness, whether it be the pandemic or something else, you know, yep. whether it's, you know, stubbing our toe, but it would be fun to see the actual data. And okay. how it all comes together. I will think about it. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: yeah. And different consciousness. And you also work, uh, talked a lot about, you know, psychedelics and the altered state and how they're helping with the consciousness of going into those other levels. Um Yeah. Uh, of exploration, I guess she gets to say, of where we consciously can connect to. Yeah. And you are you finding those ultra states are really, I mean, I, I know, I'm, I personally do plant medicine myself, or, you know, and, um, but I've also, it was funny with me when um, ayahuasca, when I had my ayahuasca experience, I had actually the most profound experience doing breath work, just using the breath, but I've been shown, you know, with the plant medicine and the energies there and the different energies and how our consciousness can change just within ourselves of moving forward and connecting at a different level, bringing ourselves to be in that alignment state of who we are.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, I think, um, When it comes to psychedelics, I I, earlier, I mentioned how 5000 years ago, uh, people downloaded a structured mind and built pyramids and also created societies based on inequality and dominance and and so forth. And now what I think psychedelics do is really that they uh, interact with the brain in such a way as this structured mind is disconnected. Temporarily, of course, and uh, w- what that means is really uh, uh, the possibility of making some kind of a reset. You have we w- w- in a normal state of consciousness. We we're stuck in a rut, basically. Most of us, in one way or another, some in addiction, some in depression, some in uh, whatever, and it's sort of just. Re- Repeating because the structure of mind of the mind has frozen those uh, um, habits in 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 a particular compartment, and it doesn't really matter who you talk to because you're still in in in, in that that structured mind that that doesn't allow for the the decompartmentalization of the the brain and which opens up uh, the the new possibilities. And so if, I think then there is, and and of course it's not based on my work, but on many others whom I quote, who, who um, scientists or, or therapists that are working with psychedelics that that have found that they they actually are very often beneficial in in uh, towards. Uh, uh depression and, and uh, uh, addiction and, and so forth and it's because it's sort of at least for a short period of time you you remove that structure that you have been stuck in and and um, uh, then of course the, the structure will come back after uh the use of the psychedelic and but then even so uh you will, Uh, Go back to a world where you saw some possibility in this unstructured mind and you saw maybe the possibility of unstructuring, unfeathering that rut that you had been stuck in and uh, mm in this regard, I think that psychedelics is is uh, is a very powerful and, and a little bit unique. You know, some people say you can accomplish the same thing through meditation and breath work and so forth. Mm-hmm. And and yes, they, I, I would say you 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 probably can. But the thing with psychedelics is is that they sort of lock you into into this non-structured <laughs> mind for a certain point mm-hmm. of time and uh, whatever you like <laughs> at that point in time and maybe you won't like it but whatever you you like uh, there's no way out of it you 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 Stanley. will you will be faced to see some possibility that you you that might escape you otherwise uh, with with most other kinds of uh, uh, um, what shall I say uh, uh, s- techniques for spiritual development or uh, personal development or, or so forth
1: you no know, it takes that ego state away so you're able to look at other possibilities of the world and integrate that into your world in yeah day. yeah so
3: yeah
1: Ellis looks like he wants to say something
3: is. Oh, he's like yeah,
2: I'm, I'm just taking it all in because you know every time I sit with you, you know even though this is a oh, second like time, I always have a lot to come away with. I have a lot uh, of thoughts to really process and really how to move forward in a scientific manner. Great you know having the evidence and, and, and the data and collecting everything and bringing it all in. And now, uh, it is i'm in that space of processing. and so carl it has been a wonderful joyous time to spend with you you know uh, unfortunately right now we're just about out of time you know it's always sad me you know when we you know run out of time when we have these great exchanges but carl where can people find you where can people buy your book you
3: know where can people find out more about you Thank you, Hillis, it's been great to be with you and Rebecca, Uh, and I think you have complemented each other very well. Um, And um, my books are, you know, you can buy them at Pressable in anywhere where they sell books. Uh, But today that means online, mostly. And of course, it includes uh, amazon.com. and uh, but also the publisher in traditions that have published most of my more recent books uh, in addition to that uh, there is my webpage uh, kalamand.com www. dot a l l i m a n. Com. And there, there is information also about courses and events and also some kind of a basic coherent outline of the uh, macrocosmic quantum theory uh, th- that you can familiarize yourself with. Uh, that's where I would go. I have a couple of Facebook pages as well, but uh, I, I think it's more coherently uh, presented on, on my webpage. Awesome. Thank you so much, Carl. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank and you. Uh,
2: we will connect with you again very soon, my friend.
3: Hope so. Thank yes, you. Carl.
1: Thank you so much for honoring us today. To thank just Yeah, I went up the rabbit hole a couple of days with you. So I'm still like integrating <laughs> yeah. everything I've been reading. So fascinating. So thank you for doing the work that you do. It's much appreciated. Thank you. And thanks everyone okay. for joining us for this uh, special guest and of and um, cosmic insight. I, I think I'm vortexing here. on <laughs> information <laughs> overload. I'm done. <laughs> so thank
2: until you everyone time. for.
1: Yeah,
2: you everyone. No, also thank you everyone for tuning in. Yes. And until next time.
0: Heard instead, dear listeners, through podcast radio on realrevolutionradio.com. Never before has inspirational podcast radio been taken to this next level of wow until now. Today in the age of information, more and more people are searching for answers and in solutions and how to better approach and perceive everyday-to-day concerns by tuning in to realrevolutionradio.com. Isn't it about time we take back our lives, back in consciousness, in a higher state of awareness, in the evolution of our own state of higher well-being? yes we can do so consciously every day by tuning in to the many groundbreaking and third eye opening podcasts our new cleveland-based network of over 33 paradigm shifting internet talk shows only on realrevolutionradio.com be part of that change evolve be inspired